0: The reading is taken this morning from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 16. The mission of the 70. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest, Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs to the midst, into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace in this house. And if anyone is there who shares your in peace, your peace will, be, will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide. For the labourer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out onto the streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to your feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Woes to unrepentant cities. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. But if the deeds of power done in you have been done in Tyre and Sidon, they will have repented repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth, sackcloth and ashes, but at the judgment, it will be more tolerable for Ty and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Uh, well, uh, thanks uh, for joining us online. Thanks to the people that are able to join us. Yeah, In the church today, we've got a couple of extras as our numbers has lifted, and I'm really looking forward to having a bigger group of people in the church next week. I don't know about you, but I'm energised by being around people, and to see people's faces, to be face-to-face, is really encouraging in itself. Uh, The God we worship cares about people. He loves people. People and wants all people to come to know him, uh, to be part of his kingdom, to be part of his family. That is the, the mission and desire of his heart. And he calls us as a church to share in that mission and desire. I don't know about you, but I, I like the things that I have. And, and two of the things that I have in this world that I really like are these two little Earbuds. Uh, One sits in the left ear, one sits in the right, and you you can use the right one by itself or the left one by itself when you're on a phone call, or you can just tune out with both of them in and listen to your music, and there's no wires to get tangled. Uh, Well, yesterday morning, I opened up my little case, and I had a look inside, and I only had one earbud in my case, and I spent the whole day looking for this other earbud. I've got a little app on my phone that's meant to find it, couldn't find it. I searched around everything, every pocket of every pair of pants and top that I'd worn in the, the days previously. I looked on my Google Maps to see where I'd been and realized it's locked down, and as I flicked through the days, the the depressing reality was that Actually, I haven't moved much far, further than my home for months. It's a rare day where I, I see this little loop outside of my home and it hasn't gone much further than five kilometres. And so as I looked at that, I felt a little bit sad, but then I remembered this earbud that was missing that I couldn't find. I, I sent the kids to look for it. I even did the the little cheeky test with with my daughter because she likes to collect things to say have you collected this thing that's dad's? And she said no, and it was a very believable no, so I knew she hadn't taken it. And as I was lying there in bed at night, I was thinking, where have I put it? Where have I put this ear thing? It's so small, I hope I haven't lost it. I, I don't need another one. I like this one. I want this one. And I flicked through in my mind the, the different situations and the different scenarios as to where it might have gone. I'd checked the church, I'd checked the house, checked everywhere. As I walked out this morning to uh, come and open up the church, I was looking at the, the back door of the hall and I looked down on the ground and I saw my, it wasn't just my one earbud missing, it was the right one, my favorite one. I saw the right one just sitting there, on the ground. It was covered in um, moisture and dirt and filth and I was overjoyed to see it. (laughs) I I cleaned it up, I polished it, I I made it look like new. It's fortunately fairly waterproof. I put it in the charging case, it connected. I have my earbuds back. (laughs) I sent a message to Katie and and another friend that I've been uh, complaining about my great loss to and they were overjoyed that I'd found my earbuds. I don't know if you've ever lost something and then found it again, but it brings us joy when the things that we love are returned to us. Now, I could go down to the shops and I could buy a new one. I could look on eBay or or Facebook Marketplace and and find people selling a whole bunch of... It's usually left ones because people tend to lose right ones, but I could have got another one. There's a challenge for us in that there's not another one of you there's a challenge in our world that there's not another one of anyone and god cares about everyone everyone who is lost and needing to be found restored to the place where they're designed to be the the passion And purpose that we're called to carry as a church is the passion and purpose of our God. As a church, we are the we're birthed by mission for mission. We don't exist for ourselves. We exist for the world. Any organisation that is focused on itself, on meeting on its internal needs, eventually implodes and churches around the world have imploded because they've been focused on themselves and meeting their needs rather than the mission of God now being focused outwardly on mission uh, we've been looking at mission this month it's not just about being focused on the mission of others it's been focused on the mission that God has for each of us you see God called us through mission into his mission to be a part of what he's doing and so one of the reasons that we've heard uh, from lots of different people both uh, doing mission locally and uh, doing mission around Australia doing mission with different people groups one of the reasons we've heard about mission is to encourage us in mission one of the reasons we've heard about lots of different people doing mission is to encourage us that mission looks like lots of different things to encourage us that there's lots of different people involved in mission, lots of different skills involved in mission, and God calls us into mission. Now, we're not the first ones that have been called into mission. The Bible passage this morning uh, has the context of it, of uh, the 12 uh, before, and we heard about the 72 in our Bible reading this morning. So, at the start of the Bible reading, in verse 1, it says, after this, and so knowing that it said after this, we need to look back and see uh, what has happened. And Jesus has been making this serious call on his disciples to go and do mission, to be missionaries, to do what he did. So Jesus, at the start of chapter 9, has called the 12 together, and he's given them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases, and he sends them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal and he gives them the similar instruction to the seventy-two: take nothing for your journey—no staff, no bag, no bread, nor money, nor even a tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there, and uh, leave from there. Whatever, wherever they do not welcome you as you are leaving, shake the dust off your feet. Same pattern. He, he gives to the twelve. He then gives to the seventy-two. Now. In the middle of this, we see all that Jesus has done. He's healed the official's son. We heard Zoe speak about how he's restored dignity to the woman and given her the benefit of his time to show her her worth and her value and bring healing. We have the feeding of the 5,000. We hear that there's a demon-possessed boy that is healed. Uh, We see uh, that Jesus has done significant things he's talked about seed that needs to be sown in chapter 8 a lamp that shouldn't be hidden that needs to be shown he's calmed a storm healed the a gerasene demoniac he's brought the official's son or the official's daughter to life and now he sends the 12 and then he sends the 72 And he says to them, uh, take nothing with you. Now at the start of uh, chapter 10, he appoints 70 others and he sends them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. So he sends them to places where he intends to go, to prepare the way. Uh, There's an interesting uh, person in history called Charles Finney. You've probably heard of Charles Finney a great preacher, great evangelist, great revivalist that saw significant revivals, uh, was part of the Second Great Awakening, so he operated in 1792 to 1875 was his life. You've heard of Charles Finney. There's books written about Charles Finney. But there's a guy that you don't know that sat behind Charles Finney. I wonder if you've heard of Daniel Nash. Daniel Nash was Finney's intercessor. (laughs) He would go first to the towns that finney was going to go and he'd find two or three others and he gathered with them together in a basement wherever he could gather and they'd pray 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 and when the time felt right to nash he would send word to finney and say the time is right come and finney would go and he'd preach And thousands would give their lives to Jesus. And everyone saw Finney, everyone heard Finney, but no one heard of Nash. Nash was one that prepared the way. He was an unseen one, yet a significant part of Finney's ministry, because Finney's ministry would have failed if it wasn't for Nash being the platform and prayer from which he spoke from. You see, there's both seen and unseen roles but all is significant in the kingdom of God. And he calls us to prepare the way where he intends to go. Uh, now we know he's already working and has already gone and that we're part of the seed sowing people. You see, you're not, always, you're not generally the first person to sow a seed in someone's life. He sent someone else to prepare the way. And then he sends you. You may be that seed that's planted uh, where someone receives it and, and comes to faith in Jesus. You may be just one of the seeds that leads to that person that there's some 30 contacts with Christians that generally happens before someone puts their faith in Jesus. I'm not sure where you fit in that picture, but we're called to go to the places that Jesus intends to go. And he says to them, Verse 2, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. It's an interesting verse because we'll often say the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, we need more workers. But who's he saying this to? He's saying the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few (laughs) to the laborers he's sending out. Why, why is he saying that? He's saying the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, because he's sending the seventy out to go seek more laborers to go spread the good news of the kingdom to more people, and so he instructs them: go, go with nothing, go in your way. I'm sending you like lambs in the midst of wolves. What is that? We're not being sent out as as predators. Uh, We're not being sent out as someone that is strong, someone that is full and confident and the Billy Graham evangelist. We're being sent out as as lambs, those who are needing shepherding, those who are helpless, those that uh, have potential to be persecuted. We're sent out as lambs in the midst of wolves. There's danger in the land. And then, verse 4, carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. (laughs) So don't carry a second pair of sandals. That is, don't, like, they still get to wear shoes. (laughs) But carry no sandals and greet no one on the road. Don't get distracted. Go to the place in which, where I intend you to go. Go there. And as you get to that place, whatever house you enter, so you've gone to the place where he wants you to go, whatever house you enter, so you're welcomed in, Uh, eat and drink whatever they provide for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move on from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there. Say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when they don't welcome you, brush the dust off your feet. That is, deal with the rejection. Brush it off your feet. Don't get stuck in that place. Don't let that dirt stick to you. Move on because I'll lead you to where you need to be. And what we see in this is a bit of a picture of how God calls us to operate as we go out as missionaries for him. Look for the place uh, that wants to offer you hospitality. Look for the people that have time for you. Often as Christians, we we feel like we we need to go to the the people that don't want to hear from us and tell them what they don't want to (laughs) hear. Actually, here Jesus is giving a model to his disciples where look for those people that want you to eat with them, share life with them. Look for the people that want to hear what you have to say, and when you say what you have to say, receive what it is that you have to say. Look for the people that honor you and and respect you. Uh, Those are the people that we're called to look for. Look for the people that recognize the peace that is on you because you're a follower of Jesus. Extend your peace to them. Pray for them that they would receive healing. Uh, Do the work of God. Do all that Jesus has done. And as they uh, receive you and welcome you, tell them more about the kingdom. Now, if they don't receive you and welcome you, then move on. Brush the dust off off your feet. Uh, And what we see here is that they've... Uh, verse 16 uh, whoever listens to you listens to me whoever rejects you rejects me and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me what we see here is that when we go and we serve jesus to represent jesus and we experience rejection they're not rejecting us they're rejecting who it is uh, that is with us jesus and who it is that we resent, represent that is jesus so when we go out to serve Jesus, we can expect that we're going to experience failure. We can expect that God is going to provide for our need, but we can expect that we're going to experience failure. I don't know about you, but I, I have a passion for mission. I, I love seeking opportunities. But looking at my Google location history over the last three months, I haven't gone many places. There's been opportunities there that maybe I should have looked for. Where where were the houses that Jesus was wanting to invite me into? I recognize that as we talk about mission evangelism, that's something I need to step into more myself, as much as we need to step into more ourselves. And so as we consider it, I, I think there's a number of things that block us or get in the way of doing what Jesus has called us to do. Uh, One is, what do I do? Tell me what to do and I'll do it. Uh, I I hear that a lot from people. Uh, Tell me what to do and I'll do it. And look at the model that Jesus gives them. He gives them a framework. He doesn't tell them which house to go to. Uh, They may be sent to a particular town, but they're called to try different houses. Some houses are going to reject them. Some houses are going to accept them. What do I do? What, but what works? Jesus says, go, bring peace, pray for the sick. Uh, you'll see them healed. Uh, pray for the people. Uh, connect with the people. Spread the good news of the kingdom. If they receive you, it's worked. <laughs> if they don't receive you, it hasn't worked. And so that's what he gives us. And so for all of us thinking, well, tell me what, exactly what do I do? give it a try. Sharing about Jesus, give it a try. Uh, Now, fear of failure is, I think, something that drives most of us. I don't like doing things that (laughs) I can't do well. I don't know about you. Does anyone like doing things that they can't do well? Uh, Maybe you're different. Maybe you like going for a run and tripping over all the time, even though you're uncoordinated and can't run. I don't think that's the case for any of us. I think all of us like to do things that we're successful at. And sometimes uh, success looks like walking with someone else and figuring out what it looks like to be successful. Failing is sometimes necessary, most often necessary, to be really good at something. The person that wants to play basketball and get it in every time, if they miss once and stop playing basketball, then they're never going to be good at anything. You see, for all of us, we're never going to be good at anything if we don't push past failure. And so one of the things that blocks us is a fear of failure, but one of the things we need to embrace is actually persistence. And the only way you can do that with encouragement is doing it together. And so that's why Jesus sends out the 70 in twos, so, so that they would be able to encourage one another what's another reason that that we don't do mission it's it's on the difficult list and we're busy there's lots of things happening in life there's lots of social things that are, are now starting to be put back into the calendar and life can feel busy but Jesus doesn't ask us to set aside mission as something separate that we do from life actually in the midst of our busyness, in the connections that we make, in the places which we go, we're called to represent Him in mission. And sometimes we'll we'll share of our faith, and we'll get rejected. And sometimes we'll share, and we'll get received. Well, other priorities aren't competing. Uh, you see, we're, we're called to share of our faith in the in the midst of life in general, as as a family, as a person, as a worker. Uh, we're called to share of our faith in life in general. Maybe one of the things that, that blocks us as a Christian is that we're trying to live like everyone else, beloved by everyone else, and we're, yet we're also trying to live like we're one of the family in the kingdom. Uh, that is, we've got a foot in either kingdom. And we know that it doesn't work because you're effectively a, a person torn about. And Jesus talks about that. He, he says... Uh, You you can't love the world and love me. You've you've got to choose me. Anyone that puts their hand to the plow, anyone that chooses to be a worker for the kingdom and then looks back is is not worthy of the work. And so he's just said that uh, right at the end of chapter 9 before he sends the 70 out. And so he's kind of not given them a choice. He said, well, you're my disciples. This is just something that you need to go and do. Go out. Maybe... Uh, for you, there's, there's a loss of confidence in, in the power of God in, in the strength uh, and value of having faith in Jesus. And so maybe it is that you need to gather with those that are encouraged in order to be strengthened in your faith and renewed in order to then go out from that place. We're not saying just go because it's something that you have to do. It's mission flows from this place of encouragement with Jesus because if you're not encouraged in your relationship of faith, then you've got nothing to share. I'm not the model of success in terms of mission, but what I would love to see over the next six to nine months is for you to come up to me ten times and say, Randall, I tried this and it didn't work. Randall, I tried this... And it didn't work. Randall, I tried this and it didn't work. Uh, Randall, I tried this and it sort of worked, but then it didn't. I would love to, for you to come up to me 10 times and say, I tried this, but it didn't work. I would love us as a, as a church to run a whole bunch of events that don't work. Because it's in the middle of seeking to be faithful to Jesus that Jesus meets us and equips us for mission. It's in the pursuing of mission that he teaches us and builds us and grows us. It's in the moment that you've tried ten times and failed ten times and then just try again that Jesus often breaks through. And it's not because of something that you've done different. Maybe you've done the same thing ten times and just the tenth time. It works. But Jesus wants us to remember that we are uh, not just called in. We're not just an in-gathered people. We're gathered in to be sent out into this world. And there's a world that needs us. There's a world that doesn't know that they're loved by their creator God. There's a world that is lonely and isolated and disconnected. There's a world that's seen that the relationships that they valued maybe weren't what they thought they were. There's a world that's wondering what their purpose is, what they were put on earth to do. There's a world that has seen so much death and doesn't know what to do with it other than avoid it. And in Jesus, we have the hope, the faith, the answer for what they're looking for. So when we talk about mission, I'm looking for hearts that will desire to do it, hearts that begin to share God's heart for the world, that there's lost people that are needing finding, that it's not just that you know you have something lost that, that you value, it's that you begin to value what God values, And begin to invest your efforts and your energies into finding that until it is restored. And then when the person is restored into the kingdom, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more next week, Uh, we have a role of continuing to make disciples of those that are beginning to follow Jesus. But what I want from us coming out of today is just hearts that desire and hands that are willing to try and stories of failure as we've stepped out and sought to do what Jesus calls us to do as the people of God. Let me pray. Our Father, as as we look at his mission, I'm very much aware that I'm not the the model of perfection, that that I don't have lots of stories of uh, seeing lots of people come to faith. But, Lord, you you call us and you send us. Uh, You send us, Lord, with the provision that you give us. And you uh, tell us to to go, you commission us to go, as you did with the 12, as you did with the 70. Uh, You call us to go into all the world. I pray, Lord, that as we come to this place of gathering together, that we will be renewed in our understanding of, of who you are, that we will be encouraged in our relationship with you, with each other, that the, this place, that St Barnabas as a church, will, will be a hub of mission as we begin to see who you've called us to be and how you call us to go together to reach the world with your good news. Our Father, forgive us for when we get distracted by the, the things of this world, Uh, For when we let uh, fear overcome us, for when we let busyness overcome us. Lord, as we return to meeting together, help us, Lord, not to just return to the patterns of the ways that we've done things in the past. But as we try new things, uh, give us wisdom, teach us, grow us, shape us, equip and empower us to be your witnesses to the world. And, Lord, as we wonder what role we have to play in that, help us to see how we fit, how we are valuable, how we're necessary workers in the kingdom. And help us to look for those people of peace uh, that you're already working among and help us to be people of peace that bring your love and hope to them as well. Uh, Help us, Lord, to have courage And Lord, restore energy and refresh us as we're needy. We pray, Lord, that our, our community will be a place where all feel welcome. Uh, Lord, where we ourselves uh, don't feel connected, we, we pray for, as we come back in person, a renewed sense of connection. Uh, we, we thank you that that is something that, that naturally happens as we meet in person. And, and help us, Lord. Uh, to look for more opportunity to meet and grow in relationship together and to really create something uh, that we love to be a part of and that we want to invite others to be a part of. And so we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.